This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at bluenile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Welcome to episode 28 of Seagull Social. I'm your host, Maz, and of course, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ben and Ryan. And just quickly, boys, I want to just, um, if anyone's watching on YouTube, I am wearing a very, very creasy top, so apologies for that. Um, <laughs> however, however, we are also, another thing to add, we are filming this in the morning, which is very uh, different for us. Um, I'm yeah. still half asleep, which shows you... Yeah, my, if you can tell, my up. eyes are a lot smaller than they normally should be. <laughs> It's, it should should not be this way. Yeah. So sorry. I'm yeah, fine. Was, I'm literally yeah. all right. Ryan's good. He's had Nothing his black coffee. For me. You had your black coffee yeah, with, with no yeah. milk or sugar. Strong black coffee, all good. I, I, I'm still. I'm <laughs> yes. still. For me, that's. I have sugar. That's, not one. Sugar, oh, you got sugar. Well, not even one sugar. Yeah, literally like half a sugar, if that. Oh, just a little bit. You really are wrong with that, aren't you? You're nutter, Mentally, mate. you're so much older than me and that is mental. Yeah, you're I think I'm, yeah, I think my men. I did a mental age test, actually, and I'm like 40-something. <laughs> it just does not surprise me, mate. <laughs> it's mad, it's mad. That's amazing. Right, again, yeah. um, right, let's get into the game then, boys. So, <laughs> on the whole, on the whole, I, I thought we looked really good. Like, it was actually a really strong performance from us. But for some reason, mm. um, Emmy Martinez turned into a prime Gianluigi oh, Buffon, fuck, which again. just yeah, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> killed us. Do you like, see his Instagram post and his Twitter post? No, what he's like, not today with loads of. He put not today with all the stop emoji signs. And um, Matty Fair Ryan liked the, liked the post on Insta. I was no. Like, oh, Matty, what are you doing? No. <laughs> did he actually? Yeah, he did. Oh yeah, God. I saw it this morning. What a scumbag. Matty, Matty, but no, Matty. fair play. I, I, I think I replied to it like, GG, like. Yeah, yeah. Some of those some of those saves I remember was it the one where he saved it like low to his right, I think it was, from Welbeck, I wanna say. I think that was the one. Yeah, that was good. Like late on. Well, Dan Burns, Dan Burns header. That was yeah, like, that, that was the was... golden opportunity. Yeah, that, that was top corner that was going. Cracking save. And what was it? He what made save. nine yeah. saves. He made nine, nine saves. saves yesterday, which was a record um, for him, I think. Or really? Was it, was it Premier League record? Wow. Was yeah, it, yeah, it yeah that was for most for him. Most for him. Yeah, most for him. Right, it's okay. only eight, wow. eight saves he made when he played against Liverpool, which is... Of course, yeah. against Brighton. Yeah, I, I, literally said, I literally said this, Ryan, yeah. I said this, I was like, against West Ham, I don't know if you guys remember, but like Lingard's yeah. goals were awful. Like, yeah, it so went, went through his, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then he turns up against us and was like, incredible. I was like, great, just... 
It yeah. reminded me of the Ariola one when we drew to Fulham. Like he just decided to have his best performance ever. Just think, yeah. fuck, say why yeah. was us? <laughs> yeah, but then our question I've got, boys. Literally. So one question I've got to you, and we'll start with you, Ryan. Um, do you think then? So of course, look, Emi Martinez pulled off some amazing saves. Like there's no getting away from that. Like, it was a really, really good performance from him. But do you think it was? Do you think it was also a factor of like poor finishing, or do you think it was just incredible goalkeeping? I think, well, with some of the efforts, like, as we said, the Burn one, I mean, he couldn't have done much more. He put it right in the top corner and he reached that somehow. Um, well, bet you could argue maybe could have got a bit more on it. But, you know, it's still a great save. It's just, oh, it's frustrating, isn't it? Um, Trossard's one, I think, he had, he had a shot, good save. Probably one you'd expect him to make. Oh, was that the yeah, deflection? So, yeah, one was it? Deflected off one yeah, of the Yeah, took a little nick, yeah. maybe. Oh, there's one um, that was on the box. as well had a shot on the edge. Though. Mm. Yeah, Alexis just uh, deflected. So, like, you know, they're all pretty decent efforts and they didn't go in. Veltman had a few. Um, oh, yeah. I think out of I mean, the 26 attempts that we had, like 26 is fucking mental. That's just 26. back to our old ways, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's probably more than we faced against United, had against United. But, like, out yeah. of those 26, I think we had two golden opportunities. One was the uh, Alexis header that went over the bar, like, really early on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other golden opportunity was Dan Byrne. I think. I think, yeah, you're probably right, Maz. I think, well, your question was, was the uh, finishing poor? I think, yeah, again, our finishing was quite poor from mm. those opportunities. Yeah. So, I mean, we get into those good opportunities, especially Dan Byrne, his attacking positioning on FIFA is probably like 99 out of 100. It's mental <laughs> how he gets in those positions constantly. Even when he's playing left centre-back, he wasn't even playing left wing-back yesterday. And in the first True, half, he fair. had two True. unbelievable opportunities. It's like, how are you there? But True. He, True. But, you know, I slated him last week. Him and all the defence had a really solid game. And I think Villa only had that yeah. one opportunity on goal, and that's we, they were so organised yeah. and so solid. But it, and that's, this, yeah, this another clean sheet. This is the thing, though. Like we, we actually genuinely played really well. Like, I'm not faulting any of the players. I don't think mm. anyone played poorly. Like we actually played really well, and we dominated for me pretty much the whole ninety minutes. I don't really remember, apart from that one time in the second half when Jack Grealish was nearly through on goal and like basically could have scored essentially like I think it was around the 75th 80th minute but apart from that I, I genuinely think we done really well and we, we dominated the whole game and uh, XG again we were Veltman XG just... champions um, so yeah 2.59 yeah. to this Aston Villa's 0.13 uh, 0.13 it's just like how is that even possible like that is oh, a challenge I don't even know um, so yeah we, we, we're gonna you never sing that XG champions you'll never sing that we're gonna we're gonna win <laughs> we're gonna that. Yeah, turn that into a chant. Yeah, we're gonna win that. Um, I was gonna say though, Joel Veltman. Oh, yeah, what a player! Man. Give Incredible. him a knighthood. So give good. him a key to the city. He, what a bloke! <laughs> he just he he just absolutely dominated Grealish yesterday completely. He had him in his pocket the whole game, and mm. what was good is he was really winding him up as well. Yeah. I don't know if you saw in that first half, mm. he was just trying to get to him, and it was working because mm. Grealish got booked early on. Yeah, and then I don't know yeah. if you guys saw at half time. Grealish complaining to the referees for a solid like oh, minute standard. and he was, was actually it? stood on the on half time as soon as the whistle went all of the players were gone and Grealish just stood with the um, three officials and he was literally just arguing with them like full on mm. and I was just like mate just stop complaining. Is like it, it's not yeah. our fault that you spend like eighty minutes on the floor absolutely <laughs> diving cheap. Like he, seriously, he I hate that guy he, so much. Yeah, he complains. He, can, he complains badly enough as it is. However, when things aren't going right for him, you notice that goes up. So he, he's already bad as it yeah. is. But then as soon as things don't go his way, and a, a good sort of yeah, obviously Veltman had him in his back pocket the whole game. Um, but, but I've got a question for both of you. So Ben, we'll start with you. Um, do you think obviously Grealish was massively frustrated and basically he kept him out the game 
yeah, the whole game belt, man, really like got him. And so did Kofau. I don't know if you remember the West Ham when West Ham yeah. played Villa, had him back pocket and he got really frustrated again. Do you think now that people are working out? I know it's not, you know, he's not one of our players, but do you think Jack Grealish is now being found out in the sense that people now are learning to deal with him? Because he was like an unknown factor in that, in a way, uh, after last season. Do you think now people yeah. are starting to work him out? I think so. I think if you if your team could afford to have a man, literally man marking him, because even when Grealish went in, inside and like was basically playing centre attack and mid, Veltman was still there. So if you could afford to have like Ben White, luckily we have him then more covering the right back. If you can afford to do that, then I think people kind of have found him out. And you know when I think the I think Mika Richards made a really good point. He was saying when Grealish is getting marked out of the game, like he can do, can be. That's when other players like Barkley and stuff should be stepping up, but they didn't. Yeah. I think that's again down to our solid defence. But I think maybe people have figured out Jack Greenish. If you're good enough defensively to cope with it, then yeah, maybe maybe uh, it's going to be a struggle for Dean Smith to get him away from yeah. it. And Ryan, hmm. um, I'm on the fence a bit because obviously you're not Greenish. Is like he's a top class player yeah. on his day, um, by far one of the best. Um, so I don't know if it's easier saying you know he's he's been found out, but yeah he's been not as good as he has been and it can be. And I think yeah, but as you say with the man marking of Veltman yesterday, he just has completely had him in his pocket for the whole game. Yeah. Um. And even when he went central, he was in is he was in our pockets. Um. So I suppose you could say that's that's finding him out on our aspect. I don't know if he's been found out for the rest of the league mm. because obviously he's, he's a top class player. But I think just the only thing you need to do him, with Greenish is just people are more aware of that. Yeah, I think as soon as you touch him, he's going to fall over. So. Mm. Just don't go near him. Basically, let him have a bit of room, and well, then if he comes towards you, just just, just take him out like like well, that one was doing. He just I had just, him. I was just about to say every I, time. I, I think I, what, I, what I noticed definitely with yesterday was Veltman from the off. Like literally, I think it was like the first couple of minutes, he basically laid into him like straight away. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. basically he done it a few times as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I think I think Grealish does not like that. You know, obviously I know I don't think any player likes it, but especially Grealish, I think sort of mentally, if he gets taken out straight away, he's sort of like oh, for, oh right, I'm in a game here and that sort of yeah. mentally sort of like okay for the rest of the game that sets the tone and I know that you know that whole old saying is like get into him straight away lads you know like you know show, show him you there straight away but I think it's so much more prudent First for Grealish yeah for Grealish especially like mm. I don't think he likes that whole rough and tough you know um, stuff which Kufal and both um, yeah. Veltman did as well to him when I was watching it, I really thought, I don't know, you know, when you play football manager, you put tackling aggressive. I swear, like, our tackling was a lot more punchy and a lot more aggressive than it normally is. Like, yeah, I saw Basuma flying in, tackles up, and even Ben White and Lewis Dunk, they were getting really involved in the tackles. It, not necessarily on Grealish, but on all of the Villa players, you know, they know that they love going down, but if they're going to go down, you might as well actually make them go down properly. Yeah. I, I thought our tackling was pretty much spot on. Yeah. Maybe it scared the attackers a bit. I remember as well. There was a, there was a uh, in the second half. I don't remember if uh, Mopai tried to get a corner from Mings, and Mings was like going mad in his face. He was like, "You're," like, he was like pointing at him, yeah. going mad at him. And I was just like, "Okay." It seems like there's a, a bit of you know a bit of animosity between the sides, especially like with Mings and Mopai and yeah, they were having like, a tussle. concert. Hate yeah. each other as well, don't they? They literally oh, hate each yeah. other. Yeah, the, it... Have you seen the video of Mopai in Brentford when he was spitting on Conce's shirt? No. Um, so they're in. There's a fit, there's a video of Neil Mopay. He's got Conce's shirt on the floor in the changing room, and he's spitting on it and stuff like that. Um, and then do you remember when last year at, at the Amex? Conce was at Villa. I think I don't know. I think so. I can't. I can't remember. I just saw a video of him with the Conce shirt, and he was spitting on it. And he was at Brentford at the time. So I don't know if Conce had left by that point or if he was still there. Maybe. But yeah. they hated each other when they were at Brentford as well. So 
there was always apparently like they always hated yeah. each other. And then you remember last season what happened at the at the Amex with Concer and Mope? It yeah. all kicked off. Yeah, yeah, at the yeah. end of the game, like Mope was proper fighting everyone. Like he's just mm. taking them all on. Mm. And then yeah, I remember that because I remember were you there? Like I was there at that game. And I just remember Mope just coming back and he was like flying at him like, oh God, it was so funny. That's um, the thing. And it was all at concert. So yeah, yeah, I think that that's definitely stayed. And the Mings as well. He's always yeah. a bit Larry, isn't he, Mings? He's, he's just <laughs> not a very good footballer, to be honest. So yeah. <laughs> they were tossing off the ball. Like, like, I saw like, I think it was in the first half, Mings, like Mope was making a run through and Mings it just like shoved him off. Mm. Like, M- M- Mope didn't retaliate, which is quite a surprise actually. But yeah, they yeah. were just giving it to each other. Yeah, unlike Mope. Uh, for yeah. a small striker, he was like he wasn't bullying them necessarily, but you know he was giving giving it back a bit, which is great to see. Mm. Yeah, hopefully him and Andone, and when Andone comes back, oh, that'll yeah. just give a little bit of edge, wouldn't it? Because like although it's really it's a bit of a thing with Mope at the minute because the fan base seems to be quite torn between whether they like him or whether they don't. And I've always loved Mope, and I like what he is as a character and and as a player as well. Like I, I like him as a player and what he can do off the ball as well as on it. Um, mm. Yes, his goal-scoring form isn't particularly great, but I, I feel for him a little bit because I feel like he's the sort of player that needs that sort of big man help with him, like he did at, like he did at Brentford with, with Watkins. And I think with with him, if he had Andone maybe, you know, he's quite, an, he's quite a fiery person. I'd like it to be Welbeck, but Welbeck's always out and, you know, he's not going to last 90 minutes realistically. Um, well, we saw how well they worked together when Zikiri. we played Villa, didn't we? Like the big, the little and yeah. small, yeah. the strike partnership. We yeah, did well. exactly. So, so right, yeah, he's, he's, the, this is the classic, but it works. Yeah, here's, here's a stat for you, Ryan. So, Neil Mopé in the Premier League, right, he is the 20th, so out of, out of all the forwards in the Premier League, he's the 20th top goal scorer. So, um, so that's mm. quite, I mean, it's not, I mean, it's not catastrophic, but it's not the best. He's so he, he's but he's uh, alongside Mane and Ings. So people are raving about Ings this season, saying, "Oh, Ings is amazing. Like, he should be yeah. a top four club." And he scored the same amount of goals as him. So you could argue, yes, yeah. you know, I, I agree with you. He could be, he could, he could definitely be getting more goals because he's been in so many positions. I remember there's one. I, my only note I wrote down from yesterday, right, was this one note, and it was about Mope when he had. Mm. And I'll, I'll, I'll get you the note. Up. In the second half, sixty first, yeah, sixty first yeah. minute. Where he um, he should have laid it off to Lana, but instead he shot and um, they blocked it. And I was literally screaming at the TV. I was like, "Just lay it off, lay it off." Yeah. And I just feel like certain times he he has got that. You know, he could be scoring so many goals, and I agree with you, Ryan, in the sense that he could be so much higher in the scoring rankings. But there's certain times where he'll either you know not pass it when he needs to, so you know getting an assist, and he'll just try and shoot. And he'll get, I would get blocked or go wayward, and I just think his decision making sometimes is what lets him down. Um, but I think, I think he, with him, he's, he's got it in him. I think with him, like you'll miss him when he's gone. I think the sort of thing, mm. like because I see a lot of people saying, you know, bring on, like leave Welbeck starting and Mope bench. But I don't think Welbeck will give you the same nah. that Mope does on and off the ball. Yeah. His movement and his and his ability to hold the ball up, um, and and as we saw give the defenders a hard time whether it be verbally or physically he's always going to be you know giving them a bit of a rough time and that's what you want and I don't know whether Welbeck would do that you know I, I think he's a Welbeck's potentially your better option in a one-on-one but I don't I don't know it's a, it's a tough one because then I saw um I put a tweet on yesterday saying I feel like Mopé needs a partner 
And then they said, yeah, but who do you drop? Because, you know, it's not like Trossard's been playing poorly. In fact, he's been very, very good. And he was probably, mm. him or Veltman was my man in the match yesterday. Mm. Um, so, you know, you can't drop Leo. And then McAllister's been Alexis pretty good. Either, really. It's just, no, so that's the thing. Um, yeah. Who do you drop? Who do you put in there? Um, and as I say, with Mope, I think you would miss him if he's not there. He was, he's the sort of per- person that would you would miss him. And as you say, like he scored seven goals in the Premier League. And I think the reason why we're noticing, you know, only seven goals in the Premier League, if you like, is because we don't have other goal scorers. We only have him. But that yeah. takes more to um, our, our next though, top Ryan. goal scorer is Dunk. In yeah. my frustration watching the game yesterday, I wrote down in my notes, I was like, we're a team full of playmakers and centre-backs. Like, I'll explain yeah. that a bit more. We've got one striker in Mope, and then we've got about four playmakers around him. Well, even yesterday, we had like Trossard, Alexis, Gross and Lalana. Um, because obviously Alzate came off. So we had about four centre attacker mids, basically, and then one striker. We, Like you're saying, maybe we mm. do need to drop one of those centre attacker mids or attacking playmakers and have an extra striker there who can finish because just having all those centre backs and centre attacker midfielders just dotted around a starting 11, just, it, it, that's maybe See, that's why we're not finishing I, our chances. I, I personally we think... Create I those, pers- but we don't score. Yeah, I, I personally think... I agree, I agree with you, Ben, that definitely we need that partnership up front so I think Welbeck and Mopa I would love to see that partnership because Welbeck can do all the running and you know the you know the getting into those great positions and he can just lay it off to Mopa and hopefully Mopa can then do his you know finish it off so I, I and I remember what game was it I can't remember exactly which game it was but I remember them when they played together they actually looked really good uh, in like the first 20 minutes of them being together I think it might yeah it's felt it was um, yeah it was Villa yeah it was, it was Villa. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah in yeah, the rest picture that's the one yeah, yeah and, it, and I personally thought they looked really good as a, as a combination yeah. and, you know we ended up winning that game and Welbeck scored as well so I just think he, Mope personally for me I think he works much better with someone alongside him I just don't, I don't think in that sole striker role I just for me personally he doesn't do it in the sense that no. I just I feel like he feels quite isolated and he needs that sort of you know remember against Arsenal as well where he made that little 1-2 and he went ended up scoring and I just feel like when he has those combinations mm. to work off I just feel like he's such a much a much better player and I, I don't know what you guys think on that but yeah yeah that's basically yeah what I've been saying this mm. whole time but I think with um, oh, I was going to say something just then it's gone out of my head um too many coffees. God, this right. literally just slipped my brain coffees. completely. This is this is the morning <laughs> podcast. Here. That's mad. Yeah, I was yeah, literally yeah. just about to say something, mate. I was just about to say something. It's just gone, like completely gone. Um, something my dad said about um, oh my god. Mr. Oh yeah, Go that was it. So go. when Mope seems to get the when he gets the ball, he said every time he's getting the ball in the in the box, um, he had his back to goal, and that's not what you want from your yeah. from your centre forward. You want them to be facing the goal to get get a shot off as soon as they can and. Um, it was what uh, I've said so many times what Angelotti was doing to um, to Calvert-Lewin uh, where he said you know he's going to try and turn him into that one-touch finisher which we've seen this season and he said that's exactly the same way that he trained in Zaghi and you know to finish with the first touch don't don't try and take too many touches or you know just don't even think if you, if you have an instinct shoot you know yeah, that's mm-hmm. what you need to have you need to have that striker's instinct I don't think Mope has that striker's no. instinct at the moment. Um, he has the complete opposite. He, he takes did. like five touches. He has to take like five touches in the box before he actually finally gets a shot away, which is the complete yeah. opposite to what Dominic Calvert-Lewin is doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. And yeah. I think, yeah, as I say, when he gets the ball in that six, six to twelve yards, he's got his back to goal. And if you've got your back to goal, you're never going to get a shot off. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he scored a few turns, and I think it was against West Ham he did the one on the turn, yeah. but. It's not going to happen every time. It's a difficult shot to pull off. Whereas if you're facing the goal, you've got a much better chance of scoring. 
No, no, mate. You make make very good points, Ron. Once you finally got that point, (laughs) it was a a good one. Um, My dad said it to me yesterday, and he picked up on it. And to be fair, spot on because we should get him on um, the pod, right? Yeah, it just slipped my brain earlier. (laughs) Yeah, get dad on the pod. Get an honorary member. He would love it though. It'd be like no, dog, dad, is, dog dad, dad versus Ryan's dad. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, he's um, he probably wouldn't be very, very good on the cameras. I don't think. I don't even know where I got it from because Rye I seem dad. to be the only one in the family that does. Yeah, Ryan dad. But yeah, so, <laughs> I don't think he'd do it. Um, okay, and and, and he'd yeah. definitely have some opinions. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> some controversial ones. Uh, love it. We need we need to spice up the pod. We'll, we'll get your dad on. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we, we get. Yeah. Let's get off. We're gonna. Do, we're, we actually are gonna do a fan section. Actually, coming up, we are gonna do a fan section at some point. So, yeah, yeah. Whoever's listening, whoever's on YouTube, um, if you want to get involved, just DM DM us on Instagram, um, and then yeah, we'll hopefully try and get that done in the probably like during international break, maybe one of those sort of spots. We'll yeah. try and get uh, and also give section. us some ideas of what we can do, as because maybe mm. maybe getting people on the pod might loads of people on the pod might be difficult. So. Trying to think of yeah. some ideas. Just do of like what some. I reckon do. we do some like personal ideas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll see. Yeah, give it. Oh give, yeah, give as well. My dad's been a fan since the seventies, by the way. So he's probably got a few stories to tell. I love that. Come on. That's That'd what we need to get. We need to get. Some, we need to get some. <laughs> we need to get some stories on as well. So hopefully, I, I want to get us. Um, I want to get some um, some ex pros on as well. Hopefully, yeah. we'll try and get some good stories from them. That that would be good as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, but back to back to the the, the game. Um, yeah. Just to summarise, I think because we've pretty much covered off the main talking points. Really, apart, you know, all the saves that. Martinez made uh, but just to summarise yeah I, I thought it was a really strong performance obviously just the goal was lacking that we needed um, just to get through there uh, but on the whole I was I was really impressed and I, I thought you know the boys done well and to summarise you know six unbeaten now the best in the Premier that we've not done it for 38 years in a top flight so yeah, quite, we can't really we can't complain can we like at the moment where we that's, sat that's, yeah, well, how we're doing you know uh, and where, where, where are we now we're still 17th in the league or are we gone up or two yeah, I mean, my mate, who's a Man United fan, he's got a massive agenda against us anyway. And he messaged me and he just said, I've got a lot of respect for Brian at the minute. He said, you're doing really... He said, you play such nice football. Mm. Just very, very unlucky. Six unbeaten, yeah. as we just said. I mean, we can't complain at the moment. And I actually uh, was speaking to one of my mates yesterday and he said, to be fair, a nil-nil against um, Villa yeah. maybe isn't as bad because... Yeah. You know, you look at the um, one all against Burnley, we really didn't deserve that draw at all. Yeah. So maybe it sort of levels itself out at that point. But, yeah. you know, that's you look one, at, one thing yeah. to maybe take from that. I think what I took from Martinez's uh, post-match interview, he was being like, we came here to win and we came here to look and get three points that would push us further towards the Europa League spots. They just climbed Spurs by beat, uh, by Brewinger with us. So you know, let's not forget like that we beat a decent team. Last year, we know how bad yeah. they were. And they fluked of Hawkeye, and that's the only reason they stayed up. But the only reason, mm. yeah. But this year they're that's, they're doing well, so I think we mm. we should be kind of happy with the point, especially where yeah. we are. Yeah, so yeah. we are fifteenth now, eleven on points of Burnley. Yeah, three um, off Palace. Yeah, can't, three off Palace. A, that's why yeah. that's wow. going to be such a massive yeah. game. Same same games played oh. as well. So they we played just as many games then. However, around us, um, so Fulham have got two games on ha- uh, got two games in hand on us. Uh, Newcastle, Burnley and Wolves all got a game in hand as well. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see how those all pan out. But, yeah, even if, what, let's say we, we fall to 17th again, whatever it might be, after Burnley and Newcastle win, if they win, um, you know, then, um, yeah, it won't be as, as rosy, so to speak. But still, you know, we, we're doing well. We're still six unbeaten. And, yeah, like we've said, we can't really complain. So, um, yeah, it's, it's good times to be a Speaking about Palace, though, I'm... I'm... 
I'm I'm feeling good, you know, because mm. they've they've still potentially got Zaha out, um, and I've seen that even if he is in the squad, the chance I'd be on the bench. I mean, yeah. I don't know how true this is because obviously mm. I'm not a Palace fan, so I don't really keep up to date. But apparently Zaha is most likely going to miss it, and I'm not going to try and jinx anything. But in 19 Premier League games, Palace have lost 17 without Zaha. I think that dates back to like 2016. Really? So that's a mental Yeah, mm. that's mad stats. Yeah, so they've is. lost 17 of 19 without Burnley him. Burnley looked like Barcelona and they say, against him as well. So that's Yeah, that yeah exactly. Like They're the biggest one-man one man team in this league, honestly. Like oh, they are the without, biggest one-man team. Without, without Zaha, um, and yeah, actually, yeah, just without Zaha, they are generally, for me, they'll get relegated. Fact. Like, without him, yeah, they, they are in big, big trouble. You know, and was it Josh, you know, the Leeds fan that we had on? He said without without Zaha, they would come dead last. He he reckons dead last, not even relegation. Yeah, they would. Relegation. Yeah, I he think they would. Like bottom yeah. of the table. Um, and it, but it just it's mad. That's mm. that you pulled out, Ryan. That is actually nuts. Like to so heavily yeah, it's rely. Yeah, top of my head. Even though I yeah, that. like to rely on a but player yeah, that much. Um, I think just shows and I, basically just to clear this up because I, I don't know if he listens to the podcast but HLTCO who's a big Palace fan tweeted yesterday about um, how sort of like yeah he's very obviously upset at the result um, they got basically outplayed off the park and he, he tweeted something and I, and I quote tweeted it saying um, oh you know you've got a very average uh, squad and he, he didn't you know he didn't take that very well uh, and I, he wasn't too happy about that but my sort of just to clear that up I wasn't like you know, having a t- personal attack on him, I was just saying that for me personally, that squad, and especially when you take out Zaha, which you just proved, Ryan, by that stat, when you take that, when you take Zaha out of that squad, please tell me, apart from Eze, like with the exception of Eze, please one of you tell me who who's actually good on that team. No, I, I can't. No, their keeper's Guaita, good. Guaita, that's it. Yeah, their keeper. Yeah, Guaita, yeah, Guaita, Guaita. Okay, okay. I'll what give I will one. say about that tweet, though, man, is like, I think the fact that he. was he was like blaming the uh, Palace's kind of downfall and uh, yes. And, Dip of dip of form on the fact no fans were there. Now yeah. this make that's like kind of laughable for me because professional footballers to get to the point of playing in the like uh, first team football they were playing youth team football and mm. without any like fans there so they're used to yeah. playing football without fans. But maybe but maybe they're used to playing with maybe they lot prefer playing with fans but yeah. they are footballers that have got to that point by playing football without fans watching so to blame it on the fact that there weren't any fans there it's just but not only but there. not only that ben but not only that it's the fact that it's a level playing field for everyone so yeah brighton, brighton yeah. don't have any fans like every every team in the in the league doesn't have any fans it's like when people you know like when ty from Arsenal fan tv goes it was raining yeah it was raining for both teams like you not, <laughs> yeah. not it wasn't one half of the, te- the pitch that was dry you know it's not it's the same with like in the stadiums you don't have half the stadium with crowd for mm. one team and half none there's none for everyone so that's that's what i was a bit baffled about that and he was mm. like oh yeah you're just trying to you're trying to get likes on Inst- on twitter i was like what are you talking about i just yeah. simply the fact that no like- fans were there that's the yeah. only re- the only effect that has is that teams can win away more doesn't affect yeah. the, the home players really too much on my mm. but yeah no uh, look just to clear that up it wasn't it wasn't a personal attack at all it was just genuinely i was just saying i was just stating my opinion that i think without zaha and Eze, i think it's a very painfully average squad and i think that's the main and for me as well roy hodgson is done out here he is finished like as a manager he is done uh you know he, yeah he's, he's i can't very... believe he's even still got a job to be yeah, fair he's so old like, his football oh my yeah. god he's a i'm so glad football. we don't imagine if we had roy see this yeah. is the thing imagine this if thing. we had Roy. Yeah, mate, Ryan, you know, we were talking about the whole, like, Potter Out Brigade, right? I would love to see this Potter Out Brigade to have uh, Hodgson in for a season and then, you know, count your stars. Yeah. 
like how lucky we are to have Graham Potter in charge because you have all these managers like you look at Sam Allardyce, Alan Pardews, Kerbishleys, all these like Brexit old school dinosaur you know managers that have, somehow get these jobs I don't know how and they just play anti football you look at Sam Allardyce people are like oh yeah he's going to mm. keep him up he's, they've been all, they've been probably worse under Allardyce yeah. Um, so yeah I, I, I'm so baffled and I, I think we're just very lucky to have a forward thinking manager in Graham Potter and I think people forget that um, quite quickly yeah, the fan, the I'll fan, wait the until we've played them in. until I mention Palace <laughs> yeah no we've got to mention it mate they've all turned on him anyway Mm. that's the yeah, thing like, the, fans, the think... fans are getting wound up by him and that is as soon as the fans start turning on the manager mm. because Zaha's not playing but surely Palace yeah. fans know that they are so reliant on one man team they can't be that yeah they thing. do they to do. be fair they do, they do. I, I was they actually do. looking at I was actually looking at your replies Ryan because I know you tweeted Ryan about um, sort of how dependent they are on Zaha and, and in, in all fairness to them I saw a lot of replies from Palace fans going we know like we know we're dependent on Zaha and they quite mm. like happily admit yeah. that they are that is the one thing about Palace fans compared to like the Leeds fans. They actually know when they're bad. Like they give me a fair amount of abuse and stick and I don't really care, but like at the end of the day, they're honest and they know that they aren't very good at football and they know <laughs> that their team is is very poor and they know that Roy Hodgson's a massive dinosaur. So I think that they're, they're probably the realistic fan base as much as we hate Palace. Like I've got to respect at least they're not completely delusional. I mean, yeah, they have a small, small minority. And I, I speak to um, Webster from Copper quite often. And he, on Twitter, he's just an absolute clown. Harvey, if you do see this somehow, mate, you're a clown on Twitter. Like, no one can even lie. But, just for context, you know, I speak to him off there. Just off... for anyone who doesn't know who that guy is. <laughs> yeah, he just yeah. makes, he just makes yeah, videos. Yeah, it's not Yappy Harvey. He just this makes is videos palace, on Copper this 90. This is a passive Harvey. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just makes videos on Copper 90, basically, for Palace. And he just said, like, he always just puts on bait tweets all the time. Mm. And sometimes I think he's being serious. But I messaged him and I just said, mate, what's your combined 11 for our teams? And to be fair to him, he literally only included Guaita, Eze and Zaha from their team. That's literally it. The rest he, of them, Brian. And, he, and even, even and Guaita, you could argue honest. Sanchez is better. Yeah, like, like, you can argue that for some reason. Yeah, know, and yeah. now you can, to be fair. Yeah. If, I'll give, I'll give uh, Guaita it still, just until Sanchez approved yeah. it for a bit longer. Mm. But... When Sanchez has proved it for longer, then fair enough. And but if yeah, we're talking about Zaha and Eze, I'd take any. You can even argue it. Eze. Like I would, you can, I don't know if I'm being biased. Yeah, but true. Talking about form, like last five games, Trossard's been great, Lex has been great. Like if Eze's replacing one of them. I think that would be up for a debate. I don't think it's that easy for Eze to get. True. Out. I don't know. I, I am. I'm a massive fan of Eze. Like I remember watching him. A it's the way he ago. glides past players. Isn't yeah. It? I, when I first watched him, I, I, I was I, I was at the, I was at a QPR game and um, I, I watched him for the first time. I think it was against Stoke. And honestly, I was just in awe. I was sat there and I was just watching him. I was like, he's going to be some player. Like, And this was what, and he's what, 21 now or something? Or he's still young now. And this was like when he first sort of burst on the scene. I remember, he just, like you said, Ryan, he, the know. way he got, the way he glides past players is mental. Like, he, he's so effortless. And he reminds me of, um, do you remember Dembele for Tottenham? Like the way, not in the sense that style, like stylistically, yeah, yeah, but like just where how, how, yeah, how he used to just, how he used to beat players. He reminds me of that, like he's just effortless. Like he doesn't even look like he tries. And I'm, I'm a massive Eze fan. We've got Taylor Richards though, mate. We've got Taylor yeah, Richards. Yeah. Trust me, he'll be like Eze soon. Yeah. Nah, he, seriously, he, have you seen him? Oh, for nah, Doncaster. He does look good. Oh, what a yeah, player, mate. He does look very what good. What a player. Seriously. I've seen some of his goals. Is he actually playing well then? Yeah, yeah, he's been like I saw one of his goals. He went all the way from his own half, and he just literally dribbled through the whole team, and then shot on the edge of the box, went in, and then his goal last week was got Meg nuts of the week on Soccer AM, and it also 
What an accolade. Um, it also got gold on the gold. That, no, that actually Mate, is actually class. So yeah, he um he nutmegged him on the edge of the box, fake shotted it a little bit, mm. and then just reverse shotted through the gu- through another guy's legs. He went into the bottom corner. Oh, I feel, I feel like I'm there. Like, literally, Ryan. I'm so excited like I'm to there. see him. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited to see him, mate. I was watch- I was trying to watch Doncaster and they lost four 0 yesterday, so I was like, oh, never mind. Oh, but then, yeah, <laughs> won't watch those highlights. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we won't watch that one. But then yeah. when he when he scores next week, it's all good. Yeah, and uh, yeah, but, he's he's twenty, so he's um he's only just turned twenty as well. So oh, he's mad. He's young. He's got a lot lot of time. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I am a massive Eze fan, but no, Ben, you're right. You could you could definitely argue that that's Richards, by the way, twenty. Oh, sorry, oh, Richards. Okay, I thought you were talking about Eze. Uh, Eze is twenty two. Eze twenty two. Okay, there you go. But yeah, uh, you know, going back to the whole sort of debate of sort of who gets in where. Yeah, no, I think Eze and Zaha for me are the only two that, and Gaeta are the only three that sort of have a, a shout at the moment because I just feel like yeah, they're not at the moment. Um, the form, especially at the, the way they're playing, they just don't. I watched them against Burnley yesterday, and genuinely, cool. they just they did not offer anything. And Burnley, did you see like Van, you Van Arnholt get bodied by Matt Lowton when they scored yeah. that unbelievable yeah. goal? He, Van yeah. Arnold like stuck a leg out, and Matt Lowton was like bosh and just flattened into the yeah, floor. It was uh, great to I see. Actually, I actually, I actually rate well. I rated uh, Van Hunnerholt before, like before this season. I think yeah. he's had a poor, yeah. poor season. I actually thought he was a really good left well, back, but he's, yeah, he's very good left back. Do you want to hear something? This is what I was saying to um, that Harvey kid earlier, and he said that Patrick Van Arnholt is the worst player he said he's ever seen put a Palace shirt on in the Premier right, League. He said he's that, so bad. That's, that's what he said. I haven't really watched him close enough, so I can't tell. But that's what he said. So he said it yesterday, so it could have been reactionary. Again, again, you know, Palace fans will know. Palace fans will know much better than me because they watch them week out, week week in, week out. But from what I've seen, um, I thought last, especially last season, he was he was actually really good. He's really Um, good at going forward. Maybe he's not good enough for their defensive. Yeah, because you know how. Yeah, I haven't really watched him close enough. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, look, game, but... Palace Palace fans will know much better than us because they watch them week in week out. So, yeah. so it's a fair fair statement from him. But uh, yeah, just from from what I've seen, he, he doesn't seem that bad. But what do we reckon, the Mate, boys? I actually realised yesterday. Go on. Sorry, I just realised yesterday. I barely know anything about their team. Like apart from Zaha, I literally mm. don't really know anything about them at all. Like it's, not really I'm not even saying that to sound like patronising or looking down on them or anything or just trying to get to them. I genuinely don't really know much about their team. Like I, I sort of know Tompkins and Cahill start, but then I asked that guy yesterday and he said, "Well, he don't, they don't." It's no. like hit and miss as two starts and centre backs. I think, I think who they the, said who that they're... Mitchell's good, but he doesn't start because of Roy. Yeah, um, I, I remember. And then it'll be who's their right back? Mitchell. Uh, Mitchell came up against Lamptey. Do you remember that? Fine. And they had a really good. Yeah. They had a really good battle. Yeah, Mitchell that was actually a good little tussle. Yeah, to be fair, that was really good. But I don't think we're going to see that, are we? Because Lamptey probably is well, no, he's not going to. Lamptey's back. He might, back but... he might be back for it. Yeah, he that can't start nice. though. I don't, I don't that, reckon he'll what, start. I reckon yeah, he'll be on the bench. He can't. He can't start because imagine first of all, if he got you can't him... drop Veltman as well. Yeah, Veltman's been classed firstly, and secondly, imagine he came up like he played. Like, I think I said it last week. Imagine he plays and then he gets injured you know, straight away. You're just like what? what yeah, exactly. I'd rather have Veltman. I'd rather have Veltman. Um, well, yeah, to bring him on as an impact sub, that would be unbelievable. Like, imagine how pacey he would be against that Palace with like twenty minutes yeah. to go. And uh, I've seen a lot of yeah. Palace fans raving about Yaro Riederwald. Riederwald. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, how has he got so like decent for them? Because I remember he was so bad. He played yeah. against us last season at left back, and yeah. now he's there holding mid. And it's just like, how has that even happened? Like I remember, um, it was the ball. Apparently he was it? for the under twenty three. It's Frankie De Boer that like, yeah. signed him when he, he came from Ajax, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he came from Ajax. Yeah. yeah, and he said apparently he was one of like the worst players in their under twenty threes. 
And then he was one of their worst left backs. And now he's in holding midfield and he looks genuinely really good. Mm. It's really yeah. weird. Uh, it's a bit like, I guess it's like, but Solly's always had like the talent. But I suppose it's like putting him in left wing back and he's so much more effective than anywhere else. Mm. But, I think he, yeah, he's always been like a mid You think he was always a holding midfielder. I remember like when you signed him from when I, on FIFA, he'd either be like right back or CDM. So like he's always had that his locker. So putting him left back probably yeah. wasn't for him. And also one one yeah. observation just quickly, just from looking at their squad like briefly, um, they're, they're very similar to us in the sense that their top goal scorer is Wolf Zaha with nine goals. And then you look at the rest of the squad, their second like most score, goal scorers is... Eze and Benteke with three goals, so they've got that same sort of problem as yeah, us. Where they've literally got this, identical. Yes, yeah, so they've got this literally. like this sole like this sole one striker who gets them all the goals, which is our Mope, our version of Mope. And then they've got those they've got basically no other really people that are contributing goals wise. And we have got Dunk as ours, and they've mm. got Benteke and Ayu as theirs. Um, oh, sorry. I mean Eze. that's another proof, isn't it? If if Zaha's got nine and Mope's got seven, that's another. Like, you know, people rate Zaha so highly. Mm. And if Mopé's got seven goals and people don't rate him that highly, it's another one to say, look, he's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not that bad. Yeah, my, my only thing, just just going back to Mopé, I know we don't want to talk, go too much on him, but my only other thing as well is that um, assist-wise, so he's only got one assist to his name. And you look at, I know this is a big, big comparison, yeah. like there's, the levels are completely different, but you look at the likes of Kane, you look at the likes of, you know, um, you know all these like, top strikers that are doing it, they, they they actually provide assists as well as scoring goals. So that's one thing I would like to see Mope do, maybe just add a little bit more to his game. It's like, you know, like for example, yesterday when he could have laid it off, that would have been, if we'd scored from that, it would have been mm. an assist to his name. So I just feel like sometimes, yeah, that, that element of the side of his game as well could maybe improve. Uh, but I mean, just score goals for now, mate. If you're listening, just score goals. Forget about assists for now. Um, just just put it in the onion bag, mate. Uh, that'd be great. Oh, I am, I'm one more thing as well. For... Oh, go, go on, on then. No, no, there you go. We'll I was going to say, afterwards. still on the back of the Villa game, hmm. um, I was just going to say, Steven Alzate, again, being put in another position in left wing back. I know he played there for Leicester, but again, another composed performance. Didn't do a thing wrong. He's just another position to add to his name. I think if you could put... If you had a team of Steven Alzate's of where he's played for us, he'd nearly cover the whole pitch. Yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't need many more players. He's just, yeah, he's just unbelievable as to how he can go to left wing back, right wing back, right, right mid, left mid, attacking mid, centre mid. You know, he can play anywhere and he's still good. So, yeah, he dealt with he dealt with Grealish when he came over to him as well. Did very well. Took him out as well, which was great to see. I've got that photo. Posted it on Talk Sea Girls. Just beautiful things. Um, yeah, got to give credit to Azate for um, being able to do well against the Villa side who, let's face it, have been very good this season. Yeah. And we've got someone who's out of position completely excelling again. Yeah. So my, more talent. My only thing on Alzate is, right, what is actually his best position? I actually don't know. Well, no, not his best position, sorry. What position is does he... Count. So one thing, if I could ask him is, what is your position? Where would you like to play? Because I don't, I don't know... I think his natural is meant to be attacking midfield, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, but then he just play. I, I I like him in wing backs. I think he does well there. Um, but yeah, he just works anywhere. Like I literally like anywhere. Centre mid, he did well. I think he does quite well there. Yeah, as well. that was like good. Pascal does. That was good. But yeah, uh, yeah. That's, that's he's just my good only everywhere, sort of, mate. He's good yeah, everywhere. That's my only sort of question. Well, question mark is like, yeah, where do you want to play? Like, what's your natural position? Where Where do you enjoy playing most? Because it's like I. I you know, if fa- as fans we watch you, we don't know. Then it must be quite frustrating for him, maybe just the fact that he doesn't get to play where where he wants to. But then it's testament I, I to his character. I see more as a positive, though. No, no, definitely. It's I a, see more it's of a, a testament to his character as because to how good he actually is. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, definitely. And the fact he's he's happy to play anywhere as well. Like, he's like, all right, Gaffer, I just want to play. So I will play anywhere you put me, you know. Because a lot of players would moan and be like, oh, no, like, this is bullshit. I want to play where I want to play and that kind of thing. So I mm. think it's a, very, it's a testament to his character that he does want to just play anywhere and just want, wants to play football, which is I'm know, sure, good. I'm sure the Colombia manager probably likes the fact that he can play in so many different positions. Like, any any mm. kind of player, any team, like a national team, has a, a you know a num- set number of players in the squad and versatile players are quite come at a premium. So the fact that he can have a player in that score that can play so many different positions is so beneficial for him. No, sure. Yeah, I'm a massive fan of him. Really, no, am. definitely. I think he's got a massive ceiling. I mean, as you say, versatility is so hard to come by. Um, and if you've got a player that's got the skill set to do it, because it's not as easy as you'd think. It's not like, you know, you can just put him anywhere and he'll perform. It's mm-hmm. it's hard work. Every position is different. And yeah. Azate makes it look easy. And I think that's a very, very big thing to be honest it's probably he's, he's not our, said enough he's our very own John O'Shea isn't he he's our very own utility man yeah is. do you remember Greg Halford <laughs> do you remember yeah, Greg Halford yeah. oh, we played him like up front centre back yeah. right back left back everywhere literally everywhere he, um, probably should have just gone in goal by the end of it just, to, just for the band <laughs> but yeah no he's our new Greg Halford but a little bit better than him as well a little bit better yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah with regards to the to Palace game then boys what are, what are predictions Ben we'll start with you what, how do you see the game going okay um, I think, you know, going on the back of another decent performance, I think Trossard is, he's so consistent now. And yesterday he was, I think, yeah, he's one of our best players. He just, the way he looked, such quick feet, he's getting past players really easily, winning decent fouls in good positions. Shame we couldn't do much with them. But um, I think if he plays like that against Palace's defence, he could cause a few troubles. Um, I'm confident that we'll play well. There's no denying that, but it's just whether we'll score. And it's going to be the same problem again, I think. So if we do if we do manage to score probably one goal maybe maybe two but that's again that is really pushing it so I'd like to think it'll probably be or wouldn't like to think I think it probably will be one nil to the Albion one nil to the Albion Ryan depends if we can take our chances really doesn't it because I don't have a doubt that we'll go and try and control the game create lots of chances run them around a lot and then it'll just be a matter of you know. Can we score? Maz is having a choking fit. It'll be it'll be it'll be a matter of you know can we score when we get into that position? And I, I hope we can because you know we've proved that we can do it um, against Leeds, against uh, Liverpool. So we've proved we can do it. Yesterday was a bit of a like you know a shadow of what we have been like. But I feel like you know if we take our chances, we dominate the game like we know we can. Mm. If Zaha's out as well, I'd like to think we can go beat them two or three nil. But you know, I won't get too excited because that's what we can do. Um, but I Gwaita's think more going to have the game maybe, in maybe a one nil. Yeah, that's also a thing as well. Gwaita's is good. Made so, so many amazing saves. Let's go either. Let's go head saying one nil, heart saying three nil. Yeah, nice. I'm with you there. Like that, like that. Um, then that leaves me. Then so I think yeah, uh, just I mean it's pretty much echoing what you both have said. But yeah, going into the game, I'm full of confidence just the way that we've been playing. You know, even last night, I thought we were by far the better team and against a good Villa side as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, my one fear is going to turning into Superman. Um, and he, I remember yeah. against Spurs, he was unbelievable. I don't even remember that yeah, game against Spurs. against Spurs. He yeah. was unbelievable. Um, so if he, if he pulls up one of those, then oh, yeah. yeah, cheers, R.I.P. us. Um, but no. If we, <laughs> we can play the way we know we can um i think some okay so i'm gonna go with a one nil win however i think it will be another draw because we are draw specialists this season and we drew against yeah, them if in you the want first a draw come to us yeah, you know, we, we, drew, we, drew, yeah, we drew against them with McAllister last minute uh yeah, injury time <laughs> equalizer um and then 
Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be another draw. Yeah, so I'm going to go with the win, but I would not be surprised at all if we did get a draw. So yeah, let's, let me, being more positive, we're on the back. We're in some decent form if you look at our results. And oh, I don't know past very I don't know past um, Palace's loss to Burnley. I'm, I'm assuming they're pretty out of form as well. So yeah, well, if you're looking at it on paper, really it's, it should be a guaranteed win. But that could be egg, egg on my face, and Palace could turn up and they're players other than Zaha if he's out might have one unbelievable game you just don't know they might be yeah. yeah they might be really up for it they might think look boys we've got the fans on our back here we know how badly we are we know how badly we are when we don't have Zaha let's really try it in a yeah. big derby for them so you don't know what the Palace players are going to be thinking they're obviously yeah. going to be wanting to That's play true. well so yeah yeah. I think you Royal part of the bus though I think he'll just you remember what he did at Sellers he just literally part the bus for like mm. 90 minutes and that was with Zaha they didn't do anything. They only game. scored yeah. from like, at all. Stupid yeah, that penalty. Unfortunately, that was actually so yeah, with that. That was never a oh. pen. Yeah, that was it. And they, then they're actually dead they literally just parked the bus for yeah eighty minutes. Parked the bus, and even when we played them at the Amex game before that, the day after my birthday, it was literally they basically parked the bus for majority of the game. We had like twenty shots or something ridiculous, and then they scored one counter attack with Ayu, Ayu, how you say his name, um, and then what was the one at the us before that? Oh yeah. We dominated them. Yeah. One all finished because yeah. Zaha scored in like the 70th minute. Yeah. So literally, it's just him carrying. Yeah. Um, and then the season before that, we've got a double over him. So yeah, basically, we've got the better hand of him nearly every time. But they've just been very lucky. So hopefully, yeah. that our unluckiness comes to an end and their luckiness can finally come to an end. Because it seems so, you know, 3-0 lost to Burnley. Maybe their luck's over, hopefully. Yeah. Fingers um, crossed. But yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a t- tough game because it's always like a cup final, isn't it? Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Well, fingers crossed, boys. The positivity train is uh, we're still going. We're still we're still going away. So fingers choo, still choo. going, mate. Still choo, going. Choo. But just uh, talking of talking of Zaha, we, we mentioned him quite a few times. Now he he did a really good uh, really good interview on, on another podcast uh, on the Judy. Um, yeah, and he said something. Yeah, really sort of, Yeah, it, it was, that was a really good podcast, and he did say something that was quite big, like went quite uh, viral in the in the media world, and um, he was talking about taking the knee. Um, so yeah, j- just to briefly touch on that, just just quickly, um, we just want to talk about uh, that whole sort of scenario and sort of the effects on it, um, as you know, on, on a social side of things. And yeah, he, he made he made a point of saying that it's sort of like it's lost its um, what's the word? It's lost its uh, effect. Meaning. So it's, yeah, it's, it's meaning. So um, yeah. you know, you could definitely argue for and against that. I think um, you know. I personally think, yeah, it, some people might see it, but then at the same time, people are talking about it, and that's that's the that's the point of it, isn't it? It's to raise awareness. Yeah. In my eyes, it's a reminder every single time they do it. The commentator yeah. says the players are taking the knee for Black Lives Matter, and you just you know it's a rem- constant reminder. That's yeah. that's why I see it as beneficial. Hundred percent, um, and that that's you know, and that's a great thing. And then, but then you could argue on the flip side, um, again to pl- to play devil's advocate, um, you could then say that you know <laughs> it, it, it's one of those things. Is like okay. It's great doing that, and and yep, it does raise awareness. All these great things, but then what are the tangible actions that are being taken? So you know, what are actually people doing about mm. this? Like, you know, uh, you know, I'm starting to think that now. I've got yeah. to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And, I'm and, starting and, to think, is it really working? I don't, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I think with the two Anzebe's comments recently, it's like it's not doing anything. If anything, it's probably ad- aggravating it worse. If, if you know what I mean. So mm. pff, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I think the answer to me would just be. Look, if you're going to be racist on social media in person, it's a life ban from mm. the, the from the stadiums or on social media, whatever it is, right? Yeah. So when we get back to great games, if there's a monkey chance or if there's a bad bad chance, instant life ban without even mm. a doubt. If it's in if it's on social media, 
and with and to Anzabi's comments, it's horrible. It was just calling him black and all this horrible stuff. It's like, well, just ban him, just ban mm. him straight away. Don't don't think about it. Don't do the suspension. Don't do the stupid six month ban. Just ban him. Just t- take him off the take him off social media. It's their yeah. it's their fault. They've tweeted it. They've commented it. Whatever they've done, whether it's a joke or not, it's not funny. Mm. So you're done. Yeah. That's that's as simple as that. And, and another I don't know if I... taking these working anymore. Yeah. Uh, um, and you know it's it, that's the thing it is, it's loads of like like we just said there's loads of pros and cons like you know it's keep it's raising awareness and keeping people talking about it which is the whole point um, but then on the flip side it's like the tangible we want to see sort of tangible actions from it so there's definitely like two sides to it and I think you know it's not it's not for us to say you know because you know it's not for us to say and decide on that but we can obviously give our opinions on it mm. but one thing one thing i do keep seeing on um the whole let's let's talk about the social media thing now like going away from the taking the knee and the blm thing um you know to people i see on social media it's like oh these footballers if they don't like the abuse why don't they just log off turn off you know why don't they just deactivate i'm like what why should why yeah. should someone <laughs> why should someone deactivate or you know cancel their blah 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 like get rid of their social because someone's being racist to them or they're abusing them like why should yeah. they yeah, why should sense. they be going off social media that's like such a, a ridiculous mm. thing to yeah, say someone like, suggested that footballers shouldn't have social media so like that is like, yeah that's, that's ridiculous. Just so far like, from yeah, why, so why shouldn't they why shouldn't they be able to have what? social media like that's such a stupid mm. thing to say um so that that one that, yeah, that, 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 no that, yeah that really did annoy me and what was the other one as well that like, quite oh, literally made me laugh <laughs> yeah, and and then the other one. It's I good to see. see Aaron Connolly back though. Aaron Connolly's back on social media. Yeah, 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 hopefully. yeah. Hopefully, oh, hopefully. I haven't actually yeah. noticed that. Uh, uh, and the other thing as well, I, I see. I follow him back now. <laughs> is, is really funny that I see is um people going, oh, well they get paid enough. I'm like, what has money got to do with someone being abused? Um, yeah, you know, it's not in their contract. Say you might su- you might have abuse and that kind. Of, it's not <laughs> yeah. in their contract. They don't <laughs> yeah. sign they, Notice how all of the arguments. Notice how all of the arguments against it are so. Dumb with yeah. that yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's how I sort of view it. I'm just like I can't even be bothered with it because it's like if you're just going to argue with no facts, then you're just irrelevant. No, to me, exactly, that's exactly. How I sort of look. Yeah, come come to the party yeah, with some so facts dumb. and some actual you know decent points of view, then we yeah. might take you seriously. Uh, but until then, please don't spout absolute bollocks. Uh, but no, but it'd be really interesting to hear people that are watching on YouTube um, and even on Instagram, Twitter, like send us your DMs and stuff. And we could even maybe do like a little poll on Instagram, or whatever, or like a question sticker. Um, yeah, just let us know your views, you know, in the comments down below, like what you what do you think should be, you know, steps taken on social media um, and all the other things that we've discussed. It'd be great to hear from you guys as well. So um, if you're watching on YouTube, stick it in the comment section and um, yeah, we can react. But apart from that, I think we've pretty much covered everything, haven't we, boys? I don't know if there's anything else someone wants to, to talk about. Gonna um, beat Palace. Gonna beat Palace. <laughs> yeah. Go smash him. Oh, we oh, yeah, we've go. got a week. Go. We've got a whole week. We've been yes, so used to doing yeah. weekends yeah. and then midweek yeah. game and it's just non-stop podcast. Jesus Christ. But we finally, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm doing them, but I've finally got a week yeah. off. We've got a week off, boys, just to yeah. relax. We've got a week off editing are, as well, Ben. <laughs> a week off yeah, editing. Yeah, that's true. But I was yeah. just thinking, saying that, like, what else am I going to do? Like, Anyone want to play <laughs> yeah. pro clubs this week? Just, yeah. We should make a pro clubs team. And we we should do a Seagull social, social pro club. That would be so, so cool. jokes. Oh, I bet the banner on that. That'd be funny. But yeah, no, so you yeah, won't be, be seeing, he, you won't be hearing her from us probably until, well, Tuesday? When, probably Tuesday? Wednesday. Oh, oh Wednesday. 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 Yeah, 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 Wednesday. But no, that, that, well, ben, yeah. you, you, you bring up a good point, actually. That's actually one thing I was actually going to ask you. And we'll start with you, Ryan, just quickly. Um, with regards to that, obviously, we've been having a lot of games. So, We've, I think, for, the, for as long as I can remember, we've had a game on a Saturday uh, or Sunday, and then we've had one midweek, um, Tuesday or a Wednesday. Two or three, nearly every week. Yeah, and, and it's been yeah. going for quite a while. Like, do you think that's going to benefit? Well, obviously, don't get me wrong. Obviously, 
rest is going to, of course, benefit us. But, like, do you think we, we're better when we just have consecutive games, you know, keep that flow of games? Or do you think it's good for us to have that week break and, you know, get that rest, I suppose? I'll tell you what. Um, I got good insight from this. I spoke to Glenn Murray um, mm. probably a year Shout ago now at the Amex. Uh, sorry, not the Amex. It was at the uh, training ground. Um, so he his insight on this is obviously going to be second to none. Yeah. Um, and he said that, obviously, for obvious reasons, if you're winning, it's great. You want to keep playing. Mm. You want to keep playing. He said, if you're not, it's not. You don't want to play anymore. You want to just have that break. You want to have the week off. You don't want to think about going to a game. And uh, that makes sense. You know, If you're on high confidence... You want to keep playing, and that 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 completely makes sense. And he also said the point of none of us are ever a hundred percent fit. We're always carrying a knock. We're always sore. We're always got something wrong with us. None, no one's ever fit a hundred percent every single game. Mm. And that's another thing that I thought was really like sort of obvious, but at the same time, like very interesting. You mm. know, because we always expect these players to go out and give one hundred and ten percent every single yeah. week, and you know you'd expect it for effort, but at the same time. If they, you know, you don't know how much knocks and things they've carried. I mean, look at the Jurgen Klopp thing, actually. Let's uh, just take it onto that sort of diversion. Um, he's getting a lot of stick from myself included, I think, just for band reasons. I was just taking a mick out of Liverpool because it's just class to see him fail. That's it, yeah. But, you know, after what you see about Klopp and his mum sadly dying, I think, last week. Um, uh, I think week, it was, yeah, before back that. In- I think, yeah, um, about a month ago now. It was a few weeks ago, so he's been carrying yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Time. Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, he's been carrying that poor form. And I thought I saw he broke down on the interview after the game yesterday because they said... Um, I admitted... Yeah, yeah admitted they said he'd thrown away the title. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, and he just basically said, sadly, yes, and he started crying. And that was on the interview straight after the game. Oh, well, I didn't and you can just crying, tell, like, the, the guy's a broken man. Yeah, he was like crying. I'm pretty sure oh, because he so can't, can tell he he's can't broken. Go, man, see his mum. He can't go to like he can't visit. Yeah, he no, can't exactly. Funeral, yeah, or anything like that. Which exactly. Is, yeah, must and um, yeah, and Graham Potter had the same, didn't he, last year uh, when his dad died? Yeah. No one really knew about it, and I was actually at that press conference at the time when he said it and he had revealed it, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, like mm. Graham, you're right." Like mm. <laughs> seriously, yeah, and um, you could tell he wasn't okay. Um, and he revealed at that press conference and like, all of a sudden the mood was just changed because people don't appreciate that I suppose so yeah going back onto the Glenn Murray thing as well as just you know physically you know you're taking knocks mm. you don't know what these players are going through Jesse Lingard another one with his his um, looking after his family so mm. yeah I've gone off on a bit of a deeper version of this but I thought I'd uh, bring bring the insight of the yeah, press conferences experience so I used to go yeah. on so yeah it was a uh, very interesting to say the least. Yeah. Though, no, right? I, I mean, you you pull up a, uh, two good points. Is yeah, we we always think about the physical aspect. It's like oh, there's you know they've got they're playing two games a week, blah blah blah. Physically, they're going to be struggling. But then yeah, you're right. We don't think about the mental aspect of it as well. Like they're you know they, they have to to sort of get themselves up for two games a week. So mentally, they're going to have to like you know raise their game, etc. But then they got yeah, they could have they're having financial problems. They could be having home problems. They could be having relationship problems. Like they could literally anything could be going on in their lives, whether it be Doubt they have financial problems, but yeah, well, I yeah, reckon yeah. the rest of well, it, right? Hey, no, you never know. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> they might have like, invested in AMC by accident. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they might have invested into the wrong stock. Yeah, stocks and Black shares. But no, 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 but no, but you know, people, you know, for example, there's loads of examples. Uh, Cottrell, Corker, they all had gambling problems that you didn't know about. You know, 
Um, true, they, they run true. themselves Paul into Merson. massive. Yeah, Paul Merson. Like, there's been like you know. Anyway, we digress. But like, there's basically they ha- all have their own problems, whether it be small, large, whatever it might be. So they're gonna have you know mentally and physically they're gonna they struggle. So no, I, yeah. I think the physical one's the one that I was yeah trying to get to. The, yeah, the fact that no no one's ever 100 percent fit. You know, like mm. you think about it. You, you imagine how many knocks you take in a game, especially yesterday, Grealish, you might have knocks took from Veltman. Mm-hmm. He's going to be sore today. He's going to be very sore. Yeah. Uh, he's going to have a lot of ice packs on. He's going to be thinking, well, he's probably got a lot of bruises up his leg because uh, Veltman was all over him. But, you know, that's that's what we like to see. That's that's what it's all about. No, but, um, yeah, I suppose it's just one thing we don't really consider. Yeah. Uh, uh, like the original yeah. question. Yeah, 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 yeah I, I was, was about to say, yeah, go on. I definitely think that... Yeah, original question. It makes sense. Like, you know, when we have the international break, well, normally we're wishing for an international break because we kind of come out of form. And then you're like, right, it's time to yeah. reset. It's like hitting the reset button, you go again. So I would 100% yeah, yeah. rather be playing Palace on Wednesday, for example, rather than another yeah. like five days or whatever it is. Um, I think it really yeah. does play effect. You know, They're going to have a week off or maybe a couple more days than that. And they'll be thinking, right, let's really work on each, like work on the team here during this week off. Like, I don't think any of the teams have had a week off for a while. I know Villa did, yeah, which true. is quite weird. But I think, yeah, I, it might be beneficial for Palace and it might be negative yeah. for us because we we want to keep on that that hot streak that we've high been on confidence on. yeah high I, confidence I, I, I think might, you, I think you, yeah i think if you hit the nail on the head ben that's the same same sort of answer for me is the fact that they're going to have a, an extra week well they're going to have a week to recover and obviously give zaha more time to get get fit so that that's not good for us um and also as well i think because they're Hopefully playing still out please be yeah still fingers out. crossed but they're, they're they're playing badly so they're going to appreciate the week's rest Whereas we're playing quite well, so we're we're going to want to carry on that momentum. So I think yeah, you've hit the nail on the head for me, Ben. I think that's exactly the same answer for me. It's like yeah, I'd rather play Wednesday or whatever it might be to get you know get them whilst they're they're down or get them whilst they're quite vulnerable. Um, but yeah, and I was going to give them an extra time to work on things like look assess like basically where they're going wrong and get Zaha back. So I mean yeah, I think it definitely benefits them more than it does us. But we'll see, we'll see. You never know. We could, you know, it still could do wonders for us. Fingers crossed. It might mean um, that they're just dwelling on the negatives for even longer. You never yeah, know. It might true. just mean that they can't. Because <laughs> yeah. I know some, you uh, actually yeah, going back on know. what I kind of said about some players, some teams that are playing poorly want a break. Some players even say against that, completely opposite. They say they want to play straight away to get out of that form again. Yeah, to get so they, them, yeah. those Palace players might be itching and really frustrated the fact that they're going to have to dwell on that negative result. For mm. an extra week or three nil at Burnley is that's a hefty one to take, isn't oh, it? Lucky lads. Yeah, it's a hefty it's one down, to take when they down on the play, I suppose. Burnley had only only scored five goals away from home before that game, and then they went and hit Palace for three at Sellers Park. Well organised Palace for three at Sellers love Park to see. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, I, I celebrated that um, that Lowton goal. I was, I was like, proper, I was like, yeah! <laughs> I saw that going. The surprise on yeah, the players' no, faces, it was so funny. Ashley Weston was looking at him like, how have you just done that? <laughs> Ashley Barnes went like that. When it, oh, yeah. 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 I, saw I, I saw that run coming all the way because he, he, he took it, didn't he? He took on mm. one and two and then he just kept running. He kept running. I saw. I thought, he's going to chip it over. He's through yeah. there. He chipped yeah. it over. I was like, oh my God. And then he volleyed it. I was like, oh, what a goal. He made it a few of those It was so funny as well. Was good I, I, I was working yesterday as well and um, I did I, I did a tweet a video of the the goal, of the Loughton goal and I just went, uh, Burnley are making Crystal Palace look, uh, no, sorry, uh, yeah, Burnley are making. Uh, sorry, Crystal Palace are making look Burnley. Uh, like <laughs> you can get only him, yeah, finally, finally got there. Yeah, um, yeah, it's not as funny. It really did. So I just absolutely killed it over there. Um, but yeah, it was we funny. We saw glimpses of that against us, though. <laughs> they, they did. They did have a few decent bits of play against us. And we were, I even said in the last podcast, I was like, they looked. Yeah, like the, yeah. The team that they cut us open a couple of times, didn't they? Yeah. Mm. Right. 
Well, there you go. Right, boys. But yeah, boys. anyway. That's yeah, that. it's been a pleasure, um, as always. And, of course, fingers crossed we do beat Palace. Uh, and hopefully we have a good podcast when you next see us. But, of course, if you watch on YouTube, please do like, comment, and subscribe. It does mean a lot to us. And, of course, keep streaming it on Spotify and Apple. Um, again, it does really, really help. And anything else, boys? Before I'm going to say one more thing. One Go more on. thing. Just one more thing. Happy birthday to my dad tomorrow and my oh, mum this week as happy well. Happy birthday, Mr. Adson. Two birthdays in a week and I won't be on podcast again before that. So oh, we do go. a happy birthday live on air. Yeah. So yeah. Happy there birthday we are. to Mr. And, and yeah, Mr. Hopefully Mr. that's Adson. a good luck chart. There chart. you go. Happy oh, also as well, it's, uh, it's Valentine's Day today. <laughs> Another one. It's Valentine's Day today. Oh, yeah. Um, so for anyone Sunday. who's watching, um, in the comments <laughs> down below, um, just put down... Um, what are we going to... I was going to say put down happy birthday to Ron's dad. Oh, there you go. All right, put that down. Put that down in the comments. And my mum. Oh, and, my mum as well. And his, and his mum. So just put happy, okay, just put happy birthday, Mr. and Mrs. Adsert. Put that down. Yeah, yeah. Happy yeah. birthday, Mr. and Mrs. Adsert <laughs> in the comments down below. Thank you very much. There right, you thank you very much for listening, guys. And we'll sort of see you after the Palace game. Peace. Peace. Bye-bye. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 